are listening to Bicycle Retail Radio, brought to you by the National Bicycle Dealers Association. Hi, everybody. Uh, welcome to uh, Wheel and Sprocket's first webinar with the NBDA here. Uh, we're really happy to be here. Uh, I want to introduce, we've got three people that are helping present today. And our slides should show some pictures. All right, um, so my name is Amelia Kegel and my brother Noel and I are the uh, second generation owners of Wheel and Sprocket. Uh, like some of you, I'm sure, kind of born into the bike shop and been here for a while. Uh, but one thing I always remember uh, that really has helped Wheel and Sprocket become successful is we've gone to clinics and seminars and really listened and helped uh, work with other retailers to kind of share best practices and we're really proud to be here with the MBDA because we think that's what it's all about. Uh, we think that independent bike dealers are the best and uh, we can serve our biking communities the best as well. Um, so I want to introduce my two wonderful teammates today. We've got Kathy. Kathy, you want to say Hello. hi? Hello. Hi, everyone. Uh, and Matt. Hi. How's everybody doing today? Hope good. Great. Uh, maybe just a little bit of a background on both of you. You want to say a little something? Okay, hi, I'm Kathy DeBreeze. I'm the general manager for marketing of Wheel and Spracket. I'm also a um, e-bike uh, fan, uh, ride e-bikes as well as um, other bikes, and happy to present with you today our experience in terms of the marketing and sales components of Wheel and Spracket. All right, and my name's Matt Geib. I've been uh, a bike shop guy since I can't remember how long ago? Probably 20 some years now. Um, I've uh, gotten an e-bike several years ago because I've had, you know, many, many knee surgeries because former trials rider, former <laughs> extreme mountain bike guy. And, um, you know, now the knees don't like all that. So um, e-bikes is a good way for me to recover after a surgery. And, and uh, I can still ride all day long and haul stuff and take the kids with. And um, that's how I got into that. Awesome. So the goal today is uh, we really just want to impart some of our uh, expertise and kind of knowledge. Uh, you know, we really uh, have really embraced e-bikes at Will and Sprocket. And Kathy's going to kind of talk you through. She helped us create uh, an awesome business strategy behind it. And Kathy, take it away. Well, thank you. Thanks so much. Um, today we're going to cover a few things um, at a high level and you have our emails in the slide presentation. If you want to contact us directly, please feel free to do that on um, really deep dive and, and that's what we did with other people as well to, to learn more. But today we're going to cover um, really the strategy, sort of creating a business strategy around this and why that is. And then um, we call it the e-bike uh, customer life cycle, you know, really understanding who this customer is, which is changing as we speak. Um, there, you know, one year has made a huge difference in terms of e-bikes. Um, what's the product mix? What should you be looking at and why? What is the marketing investment and why, why, why should you invest in marketing at this point? Um, some of the in-store selling techniques that we have learned through this experience in our shops and service as well. And Matt will talk a lot about how you get the service team to um, be very trusted uh, by customers that come in, both for the bikes that you've purchased at your store as well as other bikes. 
And then some curveball questions that we've gotten that maybe you have gotten as well and love to hear more from you um, uh, in that regards. And then finally, like, what does success look like for your shop? And what does it look like for us? Um, and that's just not, not just the revenue, but also just the whole, you know, uh, community that you've built. And then resources that are available for you as um, bike shop uh, owners and um, managers. So that's what we're going to cover today. Let's see. Okay, that's what we're doing. Okay. No surprise that e-bikes are super popular. These are articles that are pulled only from the last week. So I get a weekly feed in Google alerts of electric bikes and all over the world, you are getting these kinds of headlines. That it is probably about 20 per, per day. Um, last year, there were barely any. So why is that happening? And that is because e-bikes are bringing people back into biking. Um, we're gonna, in our slides, these are actual people that are our customers and our, our team. And these are the type of people that are bringing people back to biking. Um, so um, sometimes pictures are deceiving. The woman on the right um, in the shorts with the uh, riding the Trek 100 is a great example of that. Uh, she's 42 years old. She's a second grade teacher. She and her husband um, have never biked together. And the reason is that she only has 40% lung capacity. So her husband and the kids have been the ones out biking. Um, she got on an e-bike in March of this year, test rode at one of our, our big expo, um, came back, bought it, rode the Trek 100 just a week ago. So that will tell you in a very short period of time. Um, really great emotional story at 42 years old. And the man in the middle and the man next to him, that's Jerry Kegel, who is Amelia Knoll's uncle. Um, he has had a heart uh, procedure done. Jerry, longtime biker. Um, Jerry now rides cross rip to work um, to get back and forth. And he's it's made all the difference in his life. And the man that's on that bike, longtime road um, racer 20 years ago, had a bone marrow transplant which compromised his heart. And so now he has switched over to an electric road bike to keep him going. And then finally, over to the left, that wonderful couple um, who rides together, they are remarried um, and uh, spouses had passed. Um, she was an avid biker, he wanted to keep up with her. He had major spine problems and an e-bike has made all the difference in terms of their riding together. So great stories of bring, bringing people back into biking. Um, one of our wonderful e-bike ambassadors, and we do have them, um, and you do too, is uh, she's a great coach. Um, she and her husband, avid bikers, go on bike vacations, and she says, my electric bike has made a big difference in my riding. I've ridden up to 44 miles in, um, in one day, which, hasn't happened in 30 years. You definitely have to pedal and it's very easy to operate. Yes, it costs more money than a regular bike, but it's keeping me healthy and active, which is far is, is worth far more. And they're, by the way, on a big bike vacation for two weeks. Half the group now it have bought electric bikes for that bike vacation. So how do we start? How do we get these customers? How do we know this? Um, we built a plan. And that's where you start. Uh, our core mission 
is to make people's lives better through biking. So that's everyone from little children starting on a balance bike through um, our recumbent customers and all everybody in between, um, avid road racers, tri riders, um, cross uh, riders, everybody. Um, but the strategic plan involved a mix. And what you need to do is take a look at what's your inventory plan, the product and merchandising plan that you have around that inventory, your sales training plan, which is really important, and we'll cover all of these. What's the service plan, which is essential um, for um, both um, the confidence that you'll bid in the customer and also where do you draw the line in terms of some service? So Matt's gonna talk about that because you're gonna get a lot of bikes that come in the shop that either been hand-built or ordered online. And what do you do about those? And then we'll both of this in terms of marketing events plan. Um, a lot of times spending this money is there's an uncertainty and we'll talk through some of the statistics that we have in terms of how effective it is to, to, to spend some money and to bring in that ROI in terms of new customers in the shop. And then how do you measure? Where, where's the success? So that's how we started. Oh, and I am. And I will say that in less than one year, we discovered our customers are becoming quickly educated. This is kind of a real roadmap to show you in six months, we went from um, an event that we have called the Annual Expo, it's a very large bike expo that's been going on for 35 plus years. Um, and um, we launched our e-bike superstore concept we had people coming in saying, I don't know what they are, but they seem to be cheating. So you probably heard this, it's like e-bikes are cheating. By the fall, we were launching our, our e-bike centers. We were really gonna have one e-bike superstore, but we discovered in our, ten, our nine shops that people were coming in asking about e-bikes. So we really needed to get our staff and everybody up to speed. So Matt played a critical role in that. And then we had our first events to, to educate the public. By then, we were getting quotes like, I can see myself having one, but shopping for, for, for the best kind. By the spring, a year later, at the same expo and multiple learn and rides, it's, people said, I want one. I want them for keeping up with my, my partner, my friends. I want them for work. Um, I want it for health and I, I'm, I can see myself taking my kids um, places and replacement for a second car. So a phenomenal kind of growth in one year. And you've heard the statistics in Europe. Um, you've heard that the statistics in you know, Asia, uh, they're just sweeping those countries um, for the same reasons. I would say that's the same path and the same reasons. We think about our customer in a life cycle, um, and that life cycle, you could put this on e-bikes, you can put this on any bike um, and any product, but there is a life cycle to your customer that involves product, marketing, sales, and service working together. There are three big stages of the life cycle to cultivate customers, to, um, to have them have a superior purchasing experience, and to nurture them afterwards. And lots of people forget about the nurturing afterwards. Where people, where a lot of, lot of businesses beyond the bike industry or retail 
get hung up is cultivating and purchasing and forgetting that by building loyalty and aftermarket sales, you have a whole fleet of people who are going to do you the service of um, going out and being your recruiters to bring more people into the store. Um, so in the cultivating stage, you reach them, they come in to the store, you, uh, they create a lead, they might get on a bike test ride, there's a way of capturing that, and then you convert them. When they purchase, you really want the them to, when they come in to have the store look appealing, the merchandise look appealing, um, the salespeople to be trained, that online interaction to be really smoothless, that checkout to be great. Um, and then when you're nurturing them, ways of reaching them after that sale um, to keep um, knowledgeable and not always selling to them, but keep them knowledgeable and keep them going. So we're going to kind of cover this um, as part of our plan. So first is this cultivating phase, and it really involves the product and the marketing. Um, just sort of a fundamental, why are people buying e-bikes? And I apologize that my the screen went blank. I think it like attached attached to a video, which we will not play. But this is um, actually another customer of ours who rides her bike back and forth to her job every day um, on a on a, a cargo. Well, e-bikes are efficient design, and they help people get to where they want to go. So one of the goals is finding what is their solution. Why are they coming in? There's a solution to that. What goals do they want to achieve? Again, these are three customers. Um, this was a story in the far right-hand side. Love this headline. It's like, e-bikes growing in popularity. Racine man um, shares his passion. This is, again, a man who retired, hasn't been in a bike in years. Um, he has a different motivation than the woman that you can't see is blocked out, who wants to get back and forth to work every day on her e-bike and really feels like she wants to reduce her carbon footprint. Um, so she has different solutions than um, he does, but same goal, finding those solutions and um, helping that customer achieve that goal is is, is key. And then the, the man in the, the left, he's on the recumbent. He is re long retired. Um, wanted to be biking with his family, get out, get exercise. And he did about 5,000 miles last year on his um, his recumbent. So different solutions, different reasons. I think that's the biggest thing, Kathy, is, is as we started selling to our customer base, we noticed that every single e-customer that came in, you know, they were trying to, there was a reason in their life that they needed to explore these e-bikes. So, yeah. and are oops sorry about this go there and it kind of segues to then who is this potential so in one year we went from like just e-bikes as a general category to e-bikes into e-commuting e-recreation and e-transporting and we're even going to break it down farther than that and we do see our bike product like um, our comfort bike, like our e-recreation comfort bike, um, physically sitting next to what we call the standard bikes, because when people are coming in for e-recreation, maybe, um, for instance, the 40-year-old woman, the 42-year-old woman who has 40% lung capacity would have liked to be on the comfort bike, but the e-bike is her solution. So, um, and that helps us get to that. So e-commuting, no surprises here um, for work. Uh, you're hearing this, we're hearing this very actively. We are seeing a shift in actually age demographic. 
where this year we're seeing a lot of people in their 30s and 40s coming in to say, you know, I'm sweating back and forth. I'm really tired at night. I just want to get home. Um, so the so the so the bike is that solution. Some of those people are coming off what scooters that they'll use, especially in the urban setting, um, if permittable. And the scooters aren't as successful, so they're kind of moving between scooters and e-commuting. Um, and then shopping, taking that bike out, uh, cargos are a great solution for that. Um, E-recreation e category that we're seeing is general, just general riding, getting on the hills, getting over hills, exploring trails. Um, mountain, a whole category for us that's growing here in Wisconsin, uh, upper Midwest. Um, and they're discovering, again, we've had a lot of people that a long time mountain bike that have had surgeries and really want the e-bike to keep going and keep exploring those trails. And then fitness, same category, we're seeing people coming off of aging bodies wanting to move into e-road. Um, and then e-transportation, people mover, this is a great example. This is a woman who is one of the biggest advocates about using cargos. Um, she is a spokesperson for the city on the, the efficiency and how to um, move your children around to school, to wherever, and then also hauling goods. So um, seeing a whole category of new potential e-bike customers. And what do we know about them? Um, what we see in terms of age demographics, and sort of mirrors some of the national demographics, is definitely by far boomers are the largest category of this. Um, retiring, needing exercise. Um, I would also say has disposable income. Um, so you're seeing a group that has money to spend and they're not going to flinch at the $2,500 price point that these bikes generally are falling in and above. So don't be nervous about that. They're coming in, they're gonna invest just like Donna's quote, she's gonna invest in her health. And if she doesn't invest now, she knows and sees people around her that the, um, are suffering from that. And then we're seeing a growth in that Gen X um, and we're seeing like a millennial growth this year. So these, these are gonna skew, they're moving targets for us. And the reason we put Gen Z on there is probably in your bike shops too, we have like some of the teenagers working, oh they goodness. love them. You can talk to them about the bike. <laughs> yeah, every one of my young staff members wants to ride them home. They they wanna come in, take the demo bikes out and and keep them. <laughs> it's, it's pretty funny. And then my children who are, um, fairly young yet, they, they want to ride the e-bikes all the time. To them, it's not an e-bike, it's just a cool bike. Yeah, yeah. So you've seen the electric scooters and everything and they're moving into bikes and scooters and they're getting outside, which is awesome. Um, so product decision is key. Uh, and then what we discovered about product. Yeah. So we're a track Electra dealer, um, that's our core. And we also had you, we've had Yuba and Turn for a while in terms of this all folding, and we're new to the recent Mueller. Um, so we're an exclusive dealer for recent Mueller. And why we moved into these, kept these categories and then kept on moving into that price point. You see the averages, um, I believe this is from the MD, um, MBDA slash some of the statistics that have come up through the e-bike summit that the average point price point is between two to 2.5. We tried to carry lower price 
and less quality and we couldn't give them away like we had a problem like we didn't do too many but our customer and i think you should think about this with yours trust who you are the reliability the quality and even though they flinch there is a group that flinches at the price when push came to shove the quality of the product one um and we're seeing that across the board so yeah. Matt, if you want to talk a little bit about this yeah absolutely it was very interesting you know we brought in the lower price points and when i say lower price points the the thirteen hundred dollar to fifteen hundred dollar price point and um with that product on the floor side by side with our major brands like i don't think we've we sold one yet and we brought that in um late last year so um you know, people that come into your bike shop to purchase a quality bike, they bypass that stuff. And I think our average here out of the Brookfield location is somewhere around uh, actually like $2,700. It's a little higher. Um, so people are just going right past the lower price points into the higher price points. So don't be afraid, know who you are, have your, your plan and um, don't, don't be afraid to get some of those nicer bikes in because you will sell them. Yeah, and if you're in a in a place that mountain bikes make sense, um, and there are stores that it makes more sense in our um, in our company, um, they'll do better than maybe than some of our urban stores. So our urban store is going to do better with the cargo. Um, so it's just a kind of a mix. Um, but keep it quality and that's our advice <coughs> to you. So that's how we came to the decision. And one last thing I just wanna point out. So if you guys are the buyers or if you help make the purchasing decisions at the store, you know, starting to really invest heavily in your inventory in electric bikes is a scary thing, right? They're big dollar amounts. They suck up your open to buy pretty quickly, but we are just here to urge you like take a risk, bring some of those nicer bikes in, have them on the floor and you'll be pleasantly surprised. So uh, I think we started off the conversation saying like Wheels Brackets become really successful with electric bikes because we we went for it. We had a plan. And one of our biggest plans was to actually just increase our purchasing for electric bikes and really take a risk and buy and bring in a lot of inventory early in the season. Um, and we're really glad we did. So, you know, now with availability becoming issues, we're just really glad that we actually bumped up our orders even more than we thought we were. So we started conservative then went for it and it's really paid off. Yeah. We've had people before we got the recent Mueller's were demanding or asking us about the recent Mueller's before they even came in. So that cycle of in very short period of time, people are hearing about these brands and they're coming in and asking about them. Um, marketing wise, we, from a position perspective to cultivate, still we're in the cultivate stage. So we get the product and um, we are seen as you are a trusted guide in your community and a storyteller. So we wanted to tell the story of what, like we've been talking about, um, individuals and their stories so that people can see themselves in those stories. Um, two, we have a whole marketing plan around cultivating, but two things that I would say, um, Amelia and I will tell you, and Matt, in terms of investment, one is you are an educator, so we created what we call learn and rides. Um, not ride and learns, but learn and rides. To come in, we have a, like a little formal lecture um, and we advertise this and then we put people on demos. And we just, we have done 
hundreds and hundreds of people on Learner Rides in demos. We started in the Brookfield store with two, our first two and then branched out into our Chicago, one of our Chicago locations, a uh, store to on the west of Milwaukee, um, and then one up north. And um, it, it's really the, the difference in people coming this year has been amazing. And we advertised those on the radio and we sent our e-blast to all our customers. Um, again, nurturing. And then we invested in a couple of radio. This was big for us. We, we actually took some funds and we actually are on a consistent state, two consistent stations that are talk radio in Milwaukee area, Wisconsin, and also um, Chicago. Jeff Wagner was a customer of ours. He and his wife bought electric bikes and he really wants to get the word out. So he's a perfect partner. You do have partners uh, probably in the media that have bought from you. They would be your perfect partner for you. So sort of explore people that believe in what you're doing and we'll get the word out for you. Okay. Yeah, and it's. I just want to point out that those learning rides that we do. If you look at the pictures on the far left of your screen, um, that was in October. So I think we had about uh, almost 90 people. Yeah. And I think we sold 12 e-bikes because of that event. Um, how many of you would like to sell 12 e-bikes in October? <laughs> like <laughs> Good it, point. It, uh, it really does boost your numbers and, and help your business. So yeah. I just wanted to point that out. It was very, very fun. And don't be afraid to do them in the fall because people are thinking about that over the winter months and they'll pull the trigger like in March. Like we saw a bunch of people come in and then buy the bikes because they're exploring. Um, and we do have an electric electronic waiver, which is a whole other topic we can talk about. But what we've learned about e-bikes from the electronic waiver is 30% um, of our source of who's coming in is advertising. That's huge, marketing advertising. So web searching, advertising, social media, and then past customers, that's great. We're keeping them like in our, uh, we're doing a lot of email marketing to them. So that's about 45%. So it's really good numbers. And then the biggest motivations, our family friends are riding, they wanna keep up with them and then exercise, um, they want more exercise. So good messages to, you know, as people are coming in or you wanna um, get the word out about e-bikes and what they are and they're not cheating. So um, I want to take one second with that. So I'm sure everyone has to at your shop complete a test ride waiver when someone uh, test rides a bike with you guys. We highly recommend, even if it's a um, even if it's a piece of paper, keep those people who test ride electric bikes. Keep that stack of waivers with that person's phone number or email on a separate like clipboard and follow up with these people. We've learned with our electric, or sorry, since we've been going paperless and doing this on a digital platform, we're able to reach out to these people, and they're so they're so happy that we do. So a lot of people come in, they test ride, and then we never reach back out to them. So just remember, your people who come and test ride, these are real leads. They're real interested in buying a bike from your store. Mm -hmm. And we'll talk about in a little bit how long the cycle is versus a regular bike often. So sales techniques, um, your, your store's first impressions are everything. Uh, just basics about this, as you know, warm welcome, store appearance, eBay should be in the front of your store. This is an example of the um, picture on the right. We have a merchandising plan, and this is at Expo. 
Um, so we actually zhuzhed up our bikes a lot and did some really nice signage around that to point out, here's what one looks like with, you know, a bag on it and, um, you know, additional lights, et cetera. Um, areas to sit and chat because people are going to take a little bit more lot time in your store and then most of all show excitement about the bikes. Um, if you come in and people are like, oh yeah, they're over there, um, that customer is going to walk out and go to another store. Um, so yeah, it's pretty interesting. I've been to several bike shops since I started really focusing on the e-bikes and you'd be surprised how many shops kind of have it in the corner and when you ask about, hey, do you guys have any e-bikes? They're like, yeah, those things are over there and there's no excitement and you have to be excited about this product um there's been so many years of e-shaming and eh, those things are cheating you know if people come in they're almost scared to ask you about e-bikes but if you come in and you're like yeah e-bikes let's check them out you know and they're going to feel much more comfortable and then more comfortable with you and they're going to listen and you can guide them into the purchase yeah, and I'll give you my own first-hand testimony on that. And um, the reason I came to work for Wheel and Sprocket, I moved back into Milwaukee, and I had been 14 years ago. Uh, I had been a customer at Wheel and Sprocket. Um, I knew the Fox Point store, so I walked in in March, or actually earlier than that, February, and said, "Do you have electric bikes?" And they were very enthusiastic. So uh, that team already in February of last year. It was like, we're glad to show you those, it was great. So um, even though they might have not written the guy who helped me, it didn't matter. He was showing enthusiasm for my passion to get back into biking. So, um, and your e-bike customer knowledge, you're gonna have people that are like none um, to what we call electric bike uh, review super fans. <laughs> they, they've read every, they've watched every one of those videos of Court and his team. Um, so what if your customers don't know about e-bikes? You are the guide. You might not know everything about everything that Court Rye and his team put on EBR, but um, getting your team up to, to speed in terms of the product is really essential. And having them watch even the product that you have Watch those EBR videos because those are pretty, pretty, pretty good, and that's what your customer is watching. Um, I love this. Matt is Matt and the team have been. Um, this isn't uniform at all their stores, so admittedly so. But Matt and the team, because they're so accustomed to e-bikes, are identifying what they call the unaware. And if you want to play this through, is it you? You guys say, you know, what can I help you with today? And yep. Yeah, when we greet the customer and, and they indicate that they're looking for a bike, we actually ask them if they're looking for a standard bike or an e-bike, and we just let it flow. We're all very good at it now. Um, and you would be surprised how many people say, what is an e-bike? And that just opens up this whole opportunity for you to, to show the bikes and, and explain. And you'd be surprised how many people are like, let's do it. Let's, yeah. let's buy that instead. Yeah, so. yeah. And also, if they have a spouse, a parent, a someone, someone with a disability that they know, now that they know about it, they can get that person enthused and talk to them. Um, so they are your salespeople back to other people, even if they're not going to choose an e-bike. Um, so honing in on what e-bike is right for your customers, key questions. These are fundamentals. These are questions you asked about a bike in general. Um, and they're great training questions for your staff. 
where will you be riding and how will you be using the bike back to, are you commuting, are you general recreation, et cetera. Um, how far do you want to ride? A really good question because of the classes and the different, not, in, not only just the classes, but the different kinds of options, whether you're gonna be riding with something like a Bosch or a Shimano. Um, so if they're gonna be doing ride across Wisconsin, they're gonna need a couple batteries. <laughs> Um, and how fast do you want to get there? If they want to do ride across Wisconsin really fast, they need a couple batteries and they need a more powerful bike. But if they're not, if they're just going to do some nice trail riding, they don't probably need that, 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 um, that kind of bike. So all these questions will help guide you. And then most of all, as you, lots of people on this call have experienced, you get on a bike in general, and you get on a e-bike and you say, wow, I, 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 I need this. Um, and that's the, one of the most critical things. That's what the learn and rides are about is like, you can talk all you want about them, get on them, then you experience them. Yeah. And then finally, our, what we're seeing in all of our stores is what we call three times the charm. Um, don't be surprised if the first visit, they walk out the door into Amelia's point, take that, that content information and call them and say, how did you, how did you like this? What can I answer more question? Because it'll bring you back to visit two. Um, they're going to narrow the models, discuss some options, understand the pricing, and maybe buy at that point. Um, but definitely maybe by the third time, because it's a big purchase still, and it's thousands of dollars. And so people really want to take some time um, and they want their questions asked and before they walk out the door with that bike. Yeah, yeah. It's, it was really interesting when, when I took over the uh, e-bike manager spot, um, just to see this kind of play out from when we opened the e-bike store. You know, we'd have a couple months where people would come in and say hi, and I recognized these people. and and talk to them and you know they did not purchase until the third visit but um it was almost like clockwork so it was it was really interesting so that's where we came up with the three times the charm these people are going to buy they just need a lot a lot more time to think about it it's a big purchase for a lot of them so. mm -hmm. and they'll bring their friends yes. afterwards as they we do. noticed they do. they do bring their friends so so yeah, like, um, you know, what is the right bike for them? You know, and those three questions that we talked about uh, really help you, you know, steer the ship, so to speak. You know, there's the three different classes of e-bikes, class one, two, three, um, class one being a pedal assist and a 20 mile an hour bike. Class two is pedal assist, but has a throttle, also 20 miles an hour. And then the uh, class three is the 28 mile an hour uh, option. And just asking those questions will help you guide them into a, a class or a style of bike. So obviously if they're commuting from a great distance, my commute to the shop here is about 30 miles um, to get there in a timely fashion. Uh, when I commute in, you know, I use a class three e-bike, you know, and they, they do cost a little more, but they meet my needs. So just understanding the classes and where it fits into those questions is, is a very important thing. So get, get uh, familiar with it. Um, drive systems. So you guys gotta find out what's gonna work best for you and your market. Um, understanding the different drive systems out there. Um, there's 
200 plus different motor styles. So, you know, whether it's a hub drive or mid drive, uh, there's advantages to either and there's disadvantages to, to both as well. So learn a little bit about them and what's gonna work best for your clientele. Most of what we carry is mid drive. Uh, we went that way because it's everything else is a bike part. So it's changing flat tires, um, you know, is, is a simple, same as always thing, you know. With a hub drive, there's wires you have to disconnect to get the wheel off and change the flat tire. So just kind of let that, you know, tumble around and, and see what's going to work best for you in the drive systems. Um, every drive system comes with some kind of an interface so that the rider knows what is going on you know, how fast you're going, what level of assist. So as you can see, it can be high tech and fancy. You know, if you look at the left side of the screen, you're seeing all the Bosch stuff. Um, and then as you go across, you, you see most companies have a really nice interface. But if you look at the one in the lower in the middle there, that's just real simple. You know, that's, that's an iZip TransX readout. And it's basically just showing you what level you're in and how fast you're going. And that is it. Um, no mileage, nothing like that. So um, they can be very simple. And if people want simple, you know, having an option for them is, is definitely worthwhile. Okay, getting into some motor stuff, you know, you'll hear this a lot, you know, what's the most powerful motor? Um, so there's lots of, like I said, 200 plus motor manufacturers out there and they're all going to be different they're all going to put out a little more power i always take it back to what are you looking to do with the bike you know um if they're just riding on a trail but they want the most you know on a, a rail trail and they want the most powerful motor um you know it just always comes back to okay well let's let's really talk about what you're really doing with this bike and and do you do you need all that you know, the active line motor from Bosch that puts out plenty of power for a rail trail. You know, the person's not mountain biking and then they get a much longer range because it's a smaller motor. So know, know the motors that you carry and, and what they can do for you and, and really think about where those questions fall is in line with the motor choices. Um, torque actually doesn't come up a lot on the customer end, the customers, when they come in asking about motors, they're going to ask about wattage. Well, really, torque is a really big deal. You know, if you have a larger rider and they live in a hilly area, more torque is going to be better. It's going to help them on the hills. It's going to help them if they're mountain biking. But if they're on nice flat ground, again, the lower torque motors are probably going to do just fine for them. So each motor has a torque rating. You know, learn those motors and learn what kind of torque they put out. Um, it, it'll really help you steer the customer in the right direction. Um, so here's just an example of the amount of torque that these Bosch motors put out. If you look at the active line, you know, 40 Newton meters of torque, uh, performance CX line 75. So you can just see like that CX motor is really designed to really put out higher torque for those mountain bike riders or somebody who's carrying a big load of stuff on a cargo bike. Whereas the active and active line plus motors are 
are really designed to get you the most range out of your battery because they're smaller motors. They're not consuming as much energy. So know those, get to know your motors. Um, batteries. So the more power you have, the more range you have. So Bosch offers these battery options. Um, you have a 400, a 500, and a dual battery system. And they're talking watt hours. Um, everybody's going to talk in a little different vocabulary, but watt hours or amp hours, you know, um, the bigger, the further the range. All right. So like a dual, dual battery system, you're looking at almost 130 miles of riding in, in the lowest assist level. Um, the power pack 400 with the, you know, the lower torque motor, you can pull 80 miles out of that system. If you put a, 400 power pack on one of those CX motors, it's more like 60 miles. So, you know, there's definitely differences there and uh, understanding what it is, is gonna help you again, steer the customer into the right product for them. So some factors, if you're not aware that will affect your range is, is all these things, you know, how much weight are you carrying? Are you a bigger person? Are you a smaller person? Is it windy out that day, speed, all this stuff is going to affect um, your range. So I commute, like I said, about 30 miles to work. And there has been times where I've run out of battery trying a new bike, uh, having it turned up to turbo, just jamming into work, and it's windy, or I'm carrying a lot of stuff in my panniers. And uh, I've run out of battery on, on a bike five miles away from here once. <laughs> And that was an interesting ride the rest of the way. So, you know, knowing where this stuff is, is going to help you, you know, steer your customer as well. All right. Um, so let's talk about nurturing and the lifestyle. Kathy, I'm going to turn it sure, over. Sure. We're going to talk about service in terms of nurturing. Um, and I guess we're going to leave questions to the end. So um, we're glad to take questions along the path. Um, I would also say one of the things that we've done back to range, mm. we just sent, um, we do an e-newsletter to our um, current e-bike customers um, every month. And Bosch just came up with a range uh, assistant. So we sent that out to everybody so that they really understand how to calculate their own range um, with their own bike. And also, and that's public, it's it's great, it's to the public, and Shimano's got some good information too. So um, good, it, it's another way of like after sale, just keep like, hey, did you check this out? I'll send this to you. So it keeps them attached to you as experts and helps that nurturing in terms of you're continuing to guide them, even when they've taken the bike home. Um, Matt's going to talk about our, our trusted e-bike service, and I'm going to talk about um, nurturing the through marketing. Yeah, so we sent all of our major texts from my location went through uh, Bosch training and uh, just understanding everything that we're talking about a little more in depth helps us sell, but it also helps us uh, when we come to servicing the bikes. Um, and uh, when you have a tech that completely understands, you know, how to diagnose issues, because you'll come across those uh, no matter what system you're working with, um, not just to diagnose them, but fix them in a timely manner, it's really going to instill confidence in your clientele. 
So um, it also helps you build your service team's confidence. Like they're not scared of that electric thing anymore, which is actually pretty huge. Um, how we did it here at Wheel and Sprocket is uh, we sent a bunch of texts to these clinics and really hands-on learned how to deal with it. And then I was the point for person for this whole last year on it. When somebody had problems, they could call me and I would have some kind of an answer or a suggestion. And having that point person is really helpful for the rest of your staff. Mm -hmm. So um, you want to talk about like they're they're also through these companies, online videos. Yeah, every too. company has a resource. All these all these companies, Bosch is exceptional. Shimano is great. Um, iZip has has a portal that'll help you understand what's going on. It's not quite as user friendly as the others, but whatever brand you get into, there is going to be some resource. And spending time with those resources and understanding, you know, the bikes and what may happen and the fixes for them is uh, going to save you a lot of time. And you'll stumble onto things that you're not aware of, but just go and use your resources and uh, call your reps and and you'll be uh, you'll be good. So, um, what what to do about the off brands that yeah, challenge us? Do yeah. we take everything, Matt? So some of the things are hard, right? Yeah. So there's you're going to come across lots of stuff that comes through the door, and we've we've learned um, when to say you know we you should take that to you know an authorized dealer um, pretty quick because the, some of these systems. You, you can get in over your head really quick, especially when you don't have access to those resources. So, um, you know, in your own shop, set guidelines for yourself and your staff. So everybody knows when to say, I'm, I'm, we'd love to help you. However, you know, I'm sorry, we can't work on that system. So really set those guidelines up early so you know where to go with it. Yeah, and one other thing too. So, you know, there's, there's the e-bike software problems with some of this, but a lot of times the electric bikes, it's just a common bike repair too. Like someone's like, hey, something seems loose. So make sure that your service guys know the first thing is to examine the bike and really just see, is this a bike related problem? Right. Or is this a electric, like, is there something wrong with the software? Right. Um, so I would just say, it's always great to try to help your customer instead of when that person rolls in that weird bike that you're scared of saying, we don't touch that. Right. First, start with let's take a look at this bike and then really make a smart decision from mm -hmm. there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's Great. it's um yeah flat tires on front wheels, no big deal, right? Um, you know, motor doesn't work, and I bought it online. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> right. So just just set your guidelines and and know what you're gonna do, and uh, what you're not gonna do before the customer comes in. Um, <laughs> I didn't. I didn't know you got a picture of. Jeff I did. Uh, that's great. That's our rep. Yeah, that's our outside sales Jeff. rep, Jeff Snudden. So give, a, give him a shout out if you know that guy. Um, yeah. So we, you know, we follow all guidelines when assembling the e-bikes, just as we do um, any other bike that we sell. You know, we we take. We go through all the steps we take the bike and and everything has a checklist that gets checked before it goes out the door um there's very little that will throw your tax for a loop at all um 
you know, it's just battery wiring or light wiring or something like that. And again, you'll, you will have resources that you can go to if you have, you know, some sort of issues with that. Service line 1202, service line 1202. Thank that's, you. That's an e-bike coming in. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So we, we here at Wheel & Sprocket, especially this location, uh, the e-bike superstore, have several in stock. Um, and when I say several, this location has about 80 e-bikes in stock at any given time. And we ran into an issue very quickly where uh you know which keys goes <laughs> goes with this bike this seems like a simple thing but i address this when i talk to um all of our stores because uh if you lose three sets of keys that's you know that starts to turn into real money because you have to you have to rekey them you have to get new lock cores you have to get new keys and so what we do is we not only label the bike with the price and the serial number but we also have a bag you can see it hanging in the middle picture that has the same tag on it with the serial number and then we also label the keys so if at any time any of these are separated uh, we can go to the serial number find the key that goes with the right bike and reorganize it so and this is a big deal guys like keeping organized keeping the chargers and the keys with the bicycle sounds so easy but in reality it's a hard thing especially when you're doing demos especially when you're going to events so i really urge you uh we got this bike case branded wheel and sprocket bag that fits everything perfectly they cost us about two bucks and for this uh customer who's buying the bike from us now they're also promoting that they bought their e-bike at wheel and sprocket mm -hmm. so can't emphasize enough like this was like one small thing that was a huge headache that's really just helped the operations of the store yeah it's it's um it seems like a little thing but you'll you'll be very happy that you took take time to do this the right way <laughs> and you don't have a plastic bag hanging off the <laughs> yes yeah yeah it looks it's much it's a better presentation you know um so within these firmware updates you go into the bosch system i use the bosch system uh, as an example because it's um it allows you to do things that the other firmware updates won't but right there in the key number you know you see we have entered the key in there and that actually writes the key number to the motor of the bike um, doing this actually is really helpful if that customer loses the keys you as a dealer can plug the bike in and actually find out what the key number is and then order a new set of keys. Or if you have a new set of keys and lock cores, then you can, you know, just change it out. But knowing what that number is, is, is very helpful. Um, if you look at the field now, not only is the key number in there, but also uh, a name. So I put wheel and sprocket and our phone number. I've been doing this with customers because if their bike is stolen and it turns up at another shop, it gets plugged in and it's it's very obvious that it it doesn't belong to this person who came in looking for keys a charger or a battery and it just gives a second level of protection for your customers so that's something i've been doing for about a year now and that that seems to work very well so good tips yeah good tips oh, that's a good one really okay helpful. more tips <laughs> from a marketing this is the nurturing part um, you're trying to build aftermarket sales and a community. Um, couple of things that we have found have worked is um, 
I will talk about the dedicated e-newsletter. We started it last year because so many people had questions and we wanted to get information out. And plus, um, we shoot some videos, some real simple video of customers and their stories um, that we send out. And those e-newsletters get sung around to other people that are actually interested um, in this as well. Um, so I uh, ran a focus group or two last year and asked people directly, what do they want to hear about um, after they, we call it bring the baby home because they have a lot of questions. So Matt even shot some video like when the winter was rolling in about how to store your battery. Don't in Wisconsin, leave your bike with your battery in when it starts plunging below 30 degree weather, but people forget about that. So um, we talked about bringing that battery in and all kinds of little tips, like two minute videos, really easy with your iPhone. Um, so we get those out and it's a very organized, we actually use retail toolkit for this. So we can just pull every single, every person that's ever bought an e-bike from us up to date. Um, and then we started community rides just for people with e-bikes. So we've done two, we're about to do three this year. And um, you can see that we got a lot of people, almost 20 people um, in Green Bay. It was a Packer Sunday and <laughs> right before the game. So people were wearing their Packer gear. We did a lunch afterwards. People brought other people that didn't have an e-bike. So we gave them an e-bike demo to, to ride. And our store um, general manager, Pete, is in the, the yellow there. He read, led the ride. So, these are examples of nurturing after, um, and they're super, they're not, they're low cost. They're, you know, you're just putting, you're doing rides anyway from your shop um, to include an e-bike ride. Even if their first one, we got like 10 people, but it was 10 people that were so excited to get together because they hadn't met anybody else with an e-bike. <laughs> so it was really cool. And uh, Noel went on that with us and we, we just had a good time. Um, so low cost solutions to keep the customer group nurturing. Uh, nurtured beyond the sale. Curveball questions because we don't get them, right? We yeah. do. And we appreciate some of yours. <laughs> yeah, you guys are going to get questions like you, like, I never thought about that, but this one's pretty simple. Like, do you carry this brand? You know, no, I don't. <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't carry that, that brand, but understanding that brand, even though you don't carry it, is going to help you steer them towards a bike that's very comparable in your lineup. Mm -hmm. um, so we learned very early that not only do we need to know our product, but knowing some of the major product of other brands and, and how they work and some of the specs, you know, just, just the basic specs is going to really help you sell more of what you have in stock, you know, just everyday objections that you guys run into all the time. You know, and not that this is a bad brand. We just don't carry it. Yeah, we, just, <laughs> we can't you know, carry everything. Bulls is, a, is right? an awesome, awesome brand. brand. Right. We just don't carry it. So, so knowing how to address mm -hmm. that when it comes in the door is important. Mm -hmm. All right. This happens, I would say, weekly at this point. <laughs> and now. this is actually off of Amazon. Yeah. <laughs> this actually picture. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So if you if you guys just search through Amazon, you're gonna see that there are e-bike kits oodles and oodles of them um so I, I have this happen like i said almost weekly now like i purchased this kit online and can you put it on for me so this goes back to what i was discussing about having your rules set up which kits are you going to install which ones are you not 
Because if you look at that bundle of wires, if you're not comfortable doing it, you know, that that's an issue and, and the customer may expect something. And if you don't really understand what's what's going on there, um, you know, that's that's an issue. So in my store, we have very strict guidelines. We'll install uh, two or three different styles of motors and that is it. Everything else is a is an I'm sorry, you know. Um, um, because you gotta know your boundaries. Yeah, you, you gotta, gotta know yeah. how you can actually give the customer great service. Yeah, right. we can't. We can't. Right. Yeah. Yes, exactly. And yeah. be honest with them, right? Yeah, honesty is always the best best policy, as as everybody knows. And if we can't do it right because we don't have the tools, or we're just you know a little you know we know that we don't understand this system, don't be afraid to just say I'm sorry. We we just can't help you here because it'll actually it'll help you in the long run there. Or if you don't want to turn the customer away, then take the time, you know, your business, if you have the time and the, and the know-how and the, you know, the drive to do it, then learn the system, you know? Oh, this is something I run into all the time. Um, can I make this thing go faster? So the internet's full of videos on how to make these <laughs> go faster. And, and um, I see it, at least once a month i'll see a modded e-bike so you have to decide and and bosch is pretty clear about this on their end if it's modified you know they don't want you to work on it because then you accept liability for the mm -hmm. modification so just you know just make the decision yourself and and go forward but i'd always recommend not helping a customer modify their bike um, because there's there's just lots of liabilities and and you're kind of opening a can of worms there. So, um, <laughs> yeah. So there's there's no good place for water, water bottles on a, lot of, on a lot of these things. But um, there's lots of aftermarket stuff you can look into and explore to help the consumer solve the issues. So so simple as you know where do I put my water bottles? So. So just know there's some solutions out there and we're working closely with our mm -hmm. distributors and manufacturers to, to really encourage them to solve these issues, you know, in-house before it gets to us. So. We did have on our e-newsletter a whole little section on where, where customers put the water bottle. Yeah. <laughs> it was good. Yeah. And um, so transitioning to our results. So those are curveball questions. I'm sure you have more. We'd love to hear them. Actually, it'd be great. Um, and our results have been wow. Uh, this is one of our GMs from our Hales Corner store, soon to move to Franklin, Wisconsin. Um, and um, we are, you know, became Trek's top e-bike seller in 2018. Um, we found that out at the end of the year, which we were really excited about. We just set upon this mission and we were excited to know that that led us to that status. Um, so far this year, we've already doubled sales easily hands down and our season is just really beginning to um, do its peak. So we're in a good shape. We opened the second e-bike superstore, which meant increasing inventory up in Appleton, Wisconsin. Um, and then again, that was a team that got very engaged in e-bikes right away um, and loved selling them and then branded the rest of the stores as e-bike centers. So they have a smaller inventory, but still we're seeing a lot of e-bikes go out of those stores. Um, 
And as a result, yay, Brookfield yay. became a $2 million <laughs> store last year um, after not having had that status for many years. So congratulations, Brookfield. Yeah, the store and, the store was having some rough years and uh, the e-bikes was part of the reinvention of the location and, and how do we make Brookfield relevant again. And I think it was decided e-bikes was gonna be the focus. And I actually think the the 2017 year was a little less than that, wasn't it, Amelia? Um, and because of the e-bike reinvention, we are on track to be where we used to be years and years ago. So um, it's just, uh, you know, just speaks volumes towards what these can do for your business. I think the other thing is about relevancy is your customers changing and moving and like any business, you have to be relevant to the customer, the changing customer. So we went back to our core mission that we are there for everyone and um, we want to be relevant to them in our product offering. And that doesn't mean that we sacrifice one thing for another. We just see these trends um, and we see couples that are one will take their fabulous road bike, just bought a one with disc and the, and the other couple um, number of the husband and wife or um, husbands, they want the e-bike to ride with them. So we just see this as a, a fabulous way to help people really get back into biking. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, we, we wanted to share with you guys. So I don't know if we did a great job with this, but Wheel and Sprocket is, uh, we've got nine stores, seven of, seven of them are in Wisconsin, and then two stores are in Chicago. And you know we're happy to do this presentation today because we're not uh, we're not coast uh, bike shop. So we really are we think like kind of a outlier and an overperformer in our market. So even though e-bikes may have been trending on the um, like the cool coast, like the Midwest is still kind of a couple of years behind. But what we wanted to show you guys is really like in 2016 when we started pushing e-bikes, we only sold 60 of them in our whole company. In 2017, we doubled that to 127. And then the numbers I wanna share with you guys. So here in 2018 in yellow, uh, overall in our company, we did uh, $9 million of bike sales and we did 1.17 million um, of electric bikes. So that was a 12% uh, of our total sales dollars were electric bikes. But you know, our units, we sold nearly 12,000 bikes throughout the year with our nine locations and uh, 450 of them, or 59 were electric bikes. I would say in 2018, when we really took this big strategic plan, our goal was 250 e-bikes. <laughs> so we smashed it that year. Um, so far through the year for 2019 in orange there, uh, we're at you know $5 million sales company-wide. Uh, electric bikes were up to 1 million. And you can see already in this one year, this is accounting for 20%, 21% of our total overall bike sales are electric bikes. And then from the unit side of things, so 6,000 bikes uh, sold so far, 403. And what did that come out to? I can't see. Um, it came out to 6.6% oh, of the bikes. So anyways, just there's great potential here. Electric bikes are becoming part of our product mix and we're really embracing them. And again, like to Kathy's point, like we are bikes for everyone. So we believe that electric bikes really help broaden um, that scope and really start talking to people who haven't ridden bikes in a long time. Okay. 
And just to review, we're going to just wrap up. Um, who is a good candidate for an e-bike? Um, everyone. Uh, this is a list of farther, faster, exercise, spend more time with others, outdoor, want a transportation issue. So you can have multiple bikes. You can have your standard bike and then you will have a cargo, any cargo. Um, people care about the environment, want to reduce their carbon footprint. Um, and just want to decide on how their day will go. Um, so this is just your general good list. And then this lovely woman who just bought a Tony Go from us at an expo came in with her family. She's a great story too. She was like, I want to ride with my husband and my kids, another one. Um, so um, this is at expo. So um, what does, that's why I say, what does success look like for your store? It's her um, and, and everyone who has bought them. Uh, back to the three major points, cultivate that new customer, understand who they are and their motivations, product selection is key, and invest in marketing on the front end. Um, during your purchasing experience, must be seamless, help educate your customers, even if they're not, not buying, um, know that that could be three times, know that they could bring somebody else in. Train to your staff to love, with a capital L, <laughs> love e-bikes. Um, nurture your customers. A really good tip for that too is um, like both uh, Evanston store and Brookfield store, let their them take them home and yeah. like I'd take them to their neighborhoods and let the staff like experience them. Yeah, right. Which is great. Ride them. <laughs> uh, really nurture your customers to buy more um, and spread the love about your store. Uh, be an e-bike service excellence in your community and then um, build your community out um, through a variety of different ways. And then, yay, People for Bikes, BPSA have phenomenal training um, for this, Access accessible and easy to use. Um, and again, for the whole staff to watch, great information. And then electric bike review, uh, we've talked to Court Rye. He's a great person. We've been asked him like some really help, some help on some stumpers that we have. And he is really good to work with. So good resource, good person. Um, and people for bikes, BPSA, those training videos are phenomenal. So um, can't say enough. They're all there for you. And this um, will wrap with a couple of things or thoughts. Um, E-bikes are truly amazing. Um, this is a husband and wife. He had surgery, um, unexpected heart surgery. And again, they were trying to find a solution after surgery and said, we found places we probably never would have gone in our community without having an e-bike. We have met all new people by biking. We used to avoid hills and now we go up them like nothing. We go out on our e-bikes almost every day. It's truly amazing. And again, um, great couple story that is now out and about in their community. By the way, seeing their road system and saying and advocating locally to say, we gotta improve our road system. And they were in cars before. So this is all good stuff, good stuff for the, the world. So final thoughts about change. This is a fabulous photo that um, Noel took. We went up to um, Madison, uh, Wisconsin to do some advocacy for the electric bike bill in the state of Wisconsin, put um, all kinds of people on, demoed the public as well as um, state legislators and their aides. Uh, he took this picture and I thought it was a good closing. We all thought it was good. Um, the will of the people is the law of the land. Um, this whole topic of micromobility, which we won't tackle in here, and bikes. 
uh, your customer is changing. It's not an either or, it's an and for them um, in many ways. Um, so if the world is changing and micromobility is being part of the discussion, e-bikes are part of that even discussion, but they're pedal power, there are ones with throttles. It is where people um, want to go and to change with them is a great thing and be an advocate of their change. So thank you on behalf of Terry and Annie White and uh, everybody that you're um, selling to in your, in your community and supplying them new solutions for their lives and getting them out on the road and healthy and exercising. And we just wanna thank you for letting us um, speak today to you about our passion on e-bikes. So, great, any questions? Oh, thank you, Mike Simons. Well done, thank you. Do you have the source for the battery bag? Yeah. Oh. Yes, we do. Bike case. Bike e case. B-I-K-A-S-E. So they're a local brand for us. Again, it might make sense for you to use someone local by you, uh, but you're able to negotiate with the local vendor and again, get them branded our brand. Ooh, okay. One of the questions, do you have any recommendations for, oh, I lost that's, it. That's like, Hold on a second. You can do it. Uh, recommendations for shipping e-bikes with batteries um, batteries or excluded. batteries excluded. Good question, Gordon. So my, good question, Gordon. My, my recommendation there is to take the test so that you are, there's a test that you can take online um, and passing that test, you know, going through the online training will allow you to ship it. Um, you well, no, it's not through Bosch. It's just online uh, services. We can get you that resource. Um, you know, if you email us, um, I'm not sure what it is off the top of my head, but um, there is a way to do it. Um, or you can partner with a local um, logistics company that does do that for you. Um, there are some around, you just have to shop around to find your local one. Great, great questions. So it all starts with a plan and we hope that you can use some of these slides in the beginning to really create a strategy for your shop that makes sense. Get the good e-bikes, get your customers in the door, spend a little money on marketing, train your staff and have the fun. And have fun and have fun with your, your some of your very brand new customer base yeah. um, to your store. Um, well, thank you everyone. And you have, thank you for the info. That was great. Thanks, Joe. That was nice. Um, any questions that you have, we are, our contact information is in the deck. Um, we'll make sure Michelle has that and have a great day. This has been Bicycle Retail Radio by the National Bicycle Dealers Association. For more information on membership and member benefits, join us at nbda.com.